Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And we're going to Disneyland! Hey! Yay! <laughs> we're, we're so excited. <laughs> we are recording this on Tuesday, August 20th. By the time you hear it, it will be Wednesday, August 21st. And Sharla and I, by the time this gets posted, will probably have already landed. So yes. we are super excited. I hope you have packed your tank tops, girls. It's going to be 100 degrees in Burbank tomorrow. It's... I, in I Anaheim, not, it's only supposed to be 90, so. I know, I told you that. <laughs> I have not packed anything, so packing a tank top has not been an option yet, because yeah. I have not packed anything. <laughs> but I will. Don't yeah. worry. I've just started packing. Like, there's stuff in piles on the bed. But it, don't worry, it's really much nothing more than shorts and t-shirts, because I looked at the weather and was like, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going to be happening, is shorts yeah. and t-shirts. And Mickey ears. They'll... I actually, those aren't in the pile on the bed, so I have to still get those. But <laughs> Do not forget the Mickey ears. <laughs> I will not forget the Mickey ears. Yeah, I promise. Um, so anyway, so we're very excited. That's what's happening in our lives. Uh, so next week, when we come back, I bet you can guess what next week's podcast is going to be. It's going to be all about our trip to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. But this week, we're going to be talking about what are some of the differences between planning a Disneyland trip versus planning a Walt Disney World trip? Because, it, I mean, there's big differences. This is a significant yeah. change. And if you're used to a Walt Disney World vacation, which is all the planning, Disneyland is a Plan every second of your day with Disney World. <laughs> exactly. Know where you want to eat and what you want to ride and where you want to be. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, but. First, before we get into that, we've got some Disney news. Heather, I know you were super excited about this news from Fort Wilderness, so why don't you share? I am so excited. As of August 19th, so that's this past Monday, um, at Fort Wilderness Campground, they are shutting down the Tri-Circle D Ranch, and they're building the horses a new barn. And I'm so excited for them. Um, it, it's scheduled to be ready in spring 2020, so we can't go and visit. Um, it's going to be shut down to guest traffic, but they released a um, kind of like a picture, a concept of what it's going to look like. And it's super modern, which is great for the horses, but I'm kind of sad because I loved how it looked like an 1800s old fort before. Oh, I kind of love it, though. Yeah. Here's my theory on that, though. Have you guys seen the concept art for the new Reflections Resort? This mm -hmm. came out this past week, too. No, I also don't understand why we need another DC Resort, but that's okay. Whatever. Don't either, but that's okay. Um, but I... I saw a lot of similarities between what I saw in the concept art for Reflections and the concept art for the barn. So I wonder if they're going to try to sort of merge a little bit, you know. Because that Reflections Resort is supposed to be kind of nature-inspired nature inspired and mm -hmm. all that. So that would be perfect with the horses. Yeah. So you know, we don't of... have a Fort Wilderness or a Wilderness Lodge eh. right. right there. <laughs> On that on that new resort, I mean, we talked about it when the, the news came out, but I am reserving judgment until I see it because, mm -hmm. number one, I think it's – I love the Wilderness Lodge so much. And I don't – so, I, no, I don't know that we need it. But it looks really cool, and if we can get something more with animals, kind of like Discovery Island used to be and all of that, then I'm all for it. So. Oh, Discovery Island. I miss Discovery Island. Uh, 
I never went there, but I've, you know, read all up. Because you're both too young, that's why. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty much the same age as you. I just didn't go you to Walt Disney. You are not the same age as me. <laughs> I just didn't go that. to Walt Disney World a lot when it was open. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah. but I'm excited about this resort. I, I do think it's odd where it is, but hopefully with the barn coming in and all this other stuff, it'll it'll fit yeah. in nicely. We'll but love it. I, I I actually liked the concept art for the barn because I thought it was just super clean and super bright and super. And I think the horses are just gonna love it. Well, I'm it. excited for the horses because they yeah. they need an updated home. I'm yes. just sad because I liked how it looked like an old fort yeah. because it's Fort Wilderness. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. All right. So then over at uh, Walt Disney World, the after hours events are very popular. We've talked about them before. Charlie, you got to do one one time, um, but they're back. So Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are going to be having after hours events on select nights in, um, depending on the park in Magic Kingdom. I think it's just November and a couple of maybe December dates. And then Animal Kingdom, I think it's October, November and a couple of December dates. So yeah. That's available as well. Um, and if, in case you don't know what After Hours is, it is exactly what it sounds like. After the park closes to the public, it is a ticketed After Hour event, sort of similar to like a Halloween party or a Christmas party, except without the theming. So there's no shows or entertainment or anything. It's really just access to the attractions um, and, snacks. Yeah, and snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love yeah. free snacks? Free, yeah, they paid for snacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're really. It was really fun when we went. Um, it was, gosh, there was nobody there, and it was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. We were gifted tickets as I don't know celebration. We showed up, and they said, "Hey, do you want these free tickets?" And we said, "Yeah, absolutely." So if it whether or not it's worth the money, I do not know. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I would probably pay for it. So I would go again. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right, Charlotte, you want to talk to us about the new midday ticket that Disney announced? Sure. Uh, so from now until, I believe it's just the end of this year, 2019, they are new are offering a new midday ticket, which means you can enter the parks starting at noon and stay for the rest of the day. And I think it's at, at all four parks even. And you can just go in at noon. So if you're a late sleeper and don't want to show up at, rope drop or you know eight or nine in the morning this this could be a really good option for you so now this ticket is not available as part of a package right right this is a separate ticket only right so no park copper right so i think this is this would be a good option if you're just in the area and want to just kind of go visit walt disney world mm-hmm. not necessarily if you're going to be there for the week because yeah. or if you're con- like you're at a biz- like it's a business trip yeah, for a conference for or conference. something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is probably something that they're just testing out right now through the end of the year. And if it goes well, they'll keep offering it. But I, I mean, I think it's a cool idea if you're if it suits your schedule. But you know, we always say get get to the parks early because that's the best time to go to avoid crowds and things like that. So this may not be the best option for everyone, but I I think it's really nice that they're offering it. Yeah, I think it's a I, look. I'm an early riser and an early park person. So if it's less people that are going to be competing for (laughs) rides with me at 8 a.m., I'm here for it. Yeah. (laughs) All over it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, I think it's a really, I do think it's a good, going to be a good option for, for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. And then DVC news. So of course, Heather, that means you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, what did we say? That guests staying in the Grand Villa resorts, which are three bedroom Grand Villas, and there's only about five of them, honestly. Not every resort has them. But if you are a DVC owner staying in a Grand Villa on points, you can now purchase the um, concierge fast passes, which are the three extra fast passes um, that you can book 90 days out instead of 60 days. It is $50 per person per day, and it is a minimum of three days that you would need to purchase them. But if you really, really just need to get on Flight of Passage or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, this is a great way to do it because you have three extra, and then a month later at your 60-day mark, you can go ahead and book your quote unquote regular fast passes. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that it's only DVC members, um, which is kind of nice, I guess, that it's a strictly a DVC perk, you know, so guests paying cash for the Grand Villas, which I don't even know how often that happens because there's so few of them. Yeah, it, it, I, to be quite honest, I don't know. Maybe, maybe one person a year gets lucky being able to pay cash at a grand villa because there's really not many of them at all yeah they tend to book up fairly early yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean most people like if we were talking about the seven month first 11 month booking window it's really usually guests that have that 11 month window at that particular resort that are lucky enough to be able to get that grand villa so even if i had a seven month window they're generally gone by then anyway yeah 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 All right. So that does it for news this week. Uh, If we've missed anything, let us know. (laughs) Info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. I wanted to say something. Uh, We got an email from from our friend Stephanie, who um, last week when we mentioned about the 3 o'clock parade changing to the 2 o'clock parade at Magic Kingdom, Stephanie emailed in and said that... this that is wasn't this Stephanie. is a DVC one. This is a different yeah, one, and we'll, was, we'll do that another day. Nikki that posted on our Facebook page okay. about why Thank they you. had moved the parade. I knew somebody posted about that. Um, <laughs> yep. we'll, we'll get to Stephanie's email uh, next time, but the um, yeah, the reason that they moved the two o'clock parade, the three o'clock parade to the two o'clock parade was is that because of the Halloween and Christmas parties, and that's why they did that last year too for crowd control and getting everyone out in time, which completely makes sense that because makes sense. it's. People are entering at four for the parties. Right. Then you know, people um, need yeah, time they- to to clear out the the hub and Main Street area. So that's that's the reason why for that. So we appreciate Nikki for answering that question for us and why that happened. So yep, very cool. All right, so let's get to today's topic: Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. All right. Let's start at the very beginning, and I'm going to resist the urge to, I was about to say, I'm going to resist the urge to, uh, (laughs) I will never resist that urge. (laughs) Um, Hotels. All right. Who wants to tackle hotels and some of the differences in the booking process? Okay. And you're both silent. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I will. So (laughs) the biggest thing in but there's not much difference in booking them themselves because if you book a Walt Disney World package or a Disneyland package, the deposit is the same, two hundred dollars, um, and that's that's it for Disney World or Disneyland. If you book a Good Neighbor Resort at Disneyland, same thing. So that's where we kind of need to get into the major differences in 
Disneyland and Disney World is Disneyland only has three hotels. So there are a lot more of the offsite or good neighbor hotels that they also partner with. Things have changed at Walt Disney World in the past year or so with with some of their good neighbor hotels. But Disneyland has always had a great partnership with the good neighbor hotels. And they're very close by to the parks. It's very different from Walt Disney World. They are so close at Disneyland. Well, I think the major difference is that at Disney World, the majority of people do not stay off-site simply because Disney World is so big that even if you stay at an off-site hotel, you could still be 20 or 30 minutes from the front gate of the park you're looking to go to. At Disneyland, that's not really the case. There are quite a few good neighbor hotels that are within walking distance of the front gate. So you could still be only a 10 minute walk away from the front entrance to Disneyland Park, the same as you would be if you stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. So it is a lot more feasible to stay at a good neighbor hotel versus an on-site resort out here in California. And in fact, there are some good, there are a couple of good neighbor hotels that are actually a shorter walk than Paradise Pier. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, that's that's great because they cost less money, but with that, you also get less perks than staying at a Disney resort would. So it's really about deciding what is important to you on your vacation, um, you know, and where you want to stay. All right. So let's talk about the difference in the perks because I'm a travel agent and even sometimes I have a hard time keeping the early morning magic and magic morning (laughs) extra, like even I have a hard time keeping them straight. I feel like I get that question at least once a day. Yeah. All right. (laughs) The difference is in the hotel versus the tickets. So if you stay at one of the three hotels, you get every other day they open early for extra magic hours. But then the tickets, if you're staying off site, you get certain perks with that. So that's called magic morning. <laughs> so I know. So I the Disney resorts, technically, they can't just right, like make them sound different. Yeah, but I if know. you're staying at a Disney resort, just like Walt Disney World, every day one of the parks is open one hour early for extra magic hours. That's what we're all familiar with. That's what we all understand. But like Charlotte was saying, the early morning magic applies to tickets. So regardless of where you're staying, whether it is a good neighbor hotel or it is one of the Disney resorts, if you purchase a three day or longer ticket, it has to be at least three days, you get one magic morning. So extra magic hours happen every day and it is at both parks. One day it'll be California Adventure. One day it will be Disneyland. Um, And it's every day of the week. With Magic Mornings, you only get one entry and it is only at Disneyland Park and it is only three days a week. So you can choose to use yours either Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday at the time we're recording this. That's it. So extra magic hours are more frequent and much more flexible. Yeah. And it's important to note that because of the it's only certain days of the week. It's actually possible to have like a three night trip and not be able to take advantage of the yeah. magic. Mor- like if you say mm-hmm. Saturday to Tuesday, and you're traveling on Saturday and Tuesday and you're planning yeah. on going to the parks, you know, Sunday and Monday, there's no, <laughs> there is no extra morning magic, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And then obviously there are other little perks that, you know, may be important to you may not be that big of a deal. It's just convenient, but if you're staying at a Disney resort, you have charging privileges. So you can charge to your room key 
and have it be on your, your room account. Um, and you can also have your packages delivered back to the hotel so you're not carrying them around all day. That, you don't get that option. super important to me. <laughs> it's really important to me. Yeah. yeah. If you're staying at a good neighbor hotel, just like at Disney World, you can have it shipped to the front of the park, but then you still have to wait and go pick it up. Right. All right. Talk to me about the exclusive entrance at Disney's Grand Californian, where we will be staying. Yes. This is why you have to stay at the Grand Californian because it used to be any Disney resort. Now it is only guests of the Grand Californian, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they and Heather and I know this. They will turn you away. Yep. <laughs> and you have to go <laughs> all the way back around. To us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a, a secret. It's not a secret entrance. It is a private entrance right from the Grand Californian Resort into the middle of California Adventures. So it's super easy you basically just walk downstairs and walk right into the park it's the nicest thing and then you know if you have to run back to your room in the middle of the day and change some change your shoes or you forgot something in the room it's a five minute walk away it's it's incredible like if you think of how the beach club is to the world um you know in the world showcase Mm -hmm. international gateway that's it that's three times longer of a walk than it yes. is from California yep. Adventure into yep. Grand Californian. Yep. Yeah. If you've ever been to Disneyland Paris and you've seen the Disneyland Hotel where it's right on top of the gates, that's this. Yeah. You're right there. You're in the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's so secluded that sometimes you don't even notice it when you're walking from when you're in California Adventure, you don't even necessarily see that entrance. They, it's not really well marked or anything and I think that's yeah, it's on not, there aren't like a million signs sort of pointing to it yeah and, you know probably walk right past it and go yeah. oh wait I was supposed to go there yeah, yeah. I think that's totally on purpose that <laughs> they don't uh, want you there yeah. but to and on the other hand though you can leave through that um exit at yes. any point if you just want to go mm-hmm. see the hotel you can anyone can leave that exit you just you know probably can't get back in unless they're some for some reason not paying attention you can't get back in once upon a time that entrance was for guesting at any of disney's hotels and that's no longer the case so i think it's still a surprise to some people sometimes because they remember that only changed within the last year yeah Yeah. so that happened yeah that did happen to heather and i when we were there um recently we we tried to go in and they're like sorry you got to go around so they even um put up a gate so out front of the hotel, um, you actually park your car across the street at the Grand Californian, unless you use valet. Um, and that parking lot is right next to Paradise Pier. And guests from Paradise Pier would cross the street and use the walkway up to the Grand Californian to be able to get into the hotel and also maybe use this entrance. They've actually put up a gate now um, to that walkway and you can only yeah access the walkway with your key card. And it's actually been that way for at least two years because it was two years ago this week that I was at the D23 Expo or two years ago this summer that I was at the D23 and it was like that then. It was, you know, they had it blocked off and you couldn't use the entrance. So it's it's been like that for a while. And yet people still forget. (laughs) Yeah. You You will see people at security like, but I used to be able to do this. Yep. Now you can't keep moving. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of like it that it's more exclusive and only for yeah, for guests of that hotel, oh, especially yeah, absolutely. when you're paying that much money to stay there, then yeah, yeah right. you should get a perk. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not a cheap hotel, so yeah. All right, so fast passes and max pass. 
<laughs> so we all know Fast Pass at Walt Disney World, right? You can book them 60 days prior if you're staying on site at a Walt Disney World resort, 30 days prior if you're not. What's the difference between Walt Disney World and Disneyland? There is no advanced Fast Pass. Right. Disneyland is old school people remember those paper <laughs> fast passes they still have them where you would have to if you we'll talk about max max pass in a second but presuming you don't have that you still have to physically walk from attraction to attraction to get your paper fast pass with your return time so now two months in advance you don't need to know what ride you want to ride you get to actually just decide then what you want to do which is it sounds like a little crazy to all of us Disney World people but it's freeing it's really nice to just be able to not stress out about whether or not I got flight of passage you know yeah and now are they still doing because I know the last time I was there the little piece of paper that it spit out at you was actually just a, re a time reminder. It wasn't like yes, an actual fast pass. Yes, it's just a receipt. Pass. They'll scan yeah. you at the back of your ticket and or if you've put the ticket in your phone, they'll scan your phone. But they would just scan the back of your ticket. So you still get a piece of paper, but it's not – they don't collect it from it, you. Yeah, it's not a – yeah, the old school paper fast passes. Yeah. Okay. I I like the paper fast passes. I, I prefer just going up to a ride and deciding if I want to – wait in the line or get a fast pass for it. I like it that you can, um, that you're so much more flexible with what your plans are. I just, I just really, I miss that at Walt Disney World. I get, yeah. I, I mean, there are some things that I do like about um, my Disney experience and fast pass plus, but I really, really like the old school fast pass. Yeah. Fast pass classic. All right. So let's talk about max pass. Um, max pass is, Disneyland's way of digitally managing your fast passes, kind of, right? But it comes at a cost. It is an additional yeah. price, uh, which is what, $10 per 15, person? No. $15 uh, per it's person. It's been a while. Per $15 per person yeah. per day. Okay. Um, Max Pass is essentially what we know as my Disney experience or fast pass plus it's the exact same Ish. service. It's the ability to make a fast pass from your phone. The main differences out here is that one, you have to pay for that privilege at Disneyland and two, you don't get to make them in advance. You can still only make them once you have used your park ticket to enter the park for the day. So, Again, no advanced planning, but the bonus is you could be sitting outside of Space Mountain and decide you'd really, really like to ride Splash Mountain and you can jump on your phone and do it from the app right there. Yeah. And it also includes your PhotoPass photos, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that right there is almost the biggest perk <laughs> to me because I love me some PhotoPass photos. So <laughs> that's a nice perk for it too. Okay. So FastPass. Can't make it in advance. Max pass. They charge for it. But I don't know. Is it worth it? Heather, have you used it? I do. I use it quite often. It really depends on who I'm going with and what I plan on doing that day. If I'm just going by myself or with, you know, one other person and we're just going to do what we do, I'm not going to get max pass. But if I'm bringing in family from out of state or we have a big group, then we all get max pass because it's easier to manage that many people when you can just do everything right from your phone right there. Mm -hmm. um, and then also if I know that I'm going and I'm doing something for work or I need, there's X amount of things that I really, really want to see that day, 
then I will get the max pass because let's be honest, it's so much nicer to just sit from your phone and get your fast pass instead of having to run from place to place. Okay. Yeah. But it is not available on every attraction, correct? It's only available on some it's of them? It's only available on fast pass attractions. So okay. if you would be able to get a fast pass for it, um, then you can use max pass. I've also noticed, and I don't know whether or not this is the case currently, but I imagine that it is, um, you have more return times with max pass. So if you go to Indiana Jones, for example, and it says the fast pass return time is not until 7 p.m. I've seen it where I was standing out front of it, looking at the return time for fast pass, but making the fa using my max pass on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I had, I could get back at 4 p.m. or 4.30 or five o'clock. So there's more options with the max pass instead yeah. of just the paper fast pass. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That, that is one more thing that we should note about fast passes and then max pass too. Most of, if not all of the attractions in Fantasyland at Disneyland do not have fast pass. So that's a big difference in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah. Um, so Fantasyland can get quite crowded. And there's definitely some attractions that are at Disneyland that are not at Walt Disney World, like uh, Mr. So Toad's Wild Ride, Pinocchio, <laughs> um, Snow White, S Scary Adventures is still there. So, yeah, it's a big, big difference in in that because, you know, you've all seen the wait times for um, – Fantasyland attractions at Walt Disney World. Well, Disneyland, no fast passes. So, yeah, yeah, multiply We're it by like to you, Peter Pan's yeah. flight. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that ride. Don't get me wrong; it's adorable. But every park in the world, Disneyland, Disney World, Shanghai, they all have two-hour waits. I don't understand it. Well, I well, I, I was will say that at Walt Disney World, fast pass does slow down the standby line. However, with Disneyland, one reason that I think that that line is so long most of the time is the loading area. You know, at Walt Disney World, it's a co just continuous loading unless there's, you know, they need to stop it for somebody that needs extra time. But at, at Disneyland, it stops every, the boat stops at every single yeah. thing. So you, like any other, um, like, you know, like Mr. Toad stops and Snow White stops. It's not continuous loading. So yeah. that slows it down. Yep, it does. Yeah. All right. Um, so, go ahead. I said I was going to, I'll still wait in line for Toad. Yeah. I love him. Well, and, yeah. Obviously, for Mr. Toad, we're waiting. <laughs> I'll wait for Peter Pan, too. I love that rhyme. So. I won't wait for Peter. I like Peter Pan, but I'm not going to wait for it. Yeah. All right. So, moving on, we just, uh, we talked about Max Pass. We talked a little bit about the app. So, let's get a little further into the Disneyland app because. My Disney experience, it's not. <laughs> no, it's really not. Um, I don't know. I mean, the app is nice to have. And if you're coming to visit Disneyland, you, you should have it. Um, but it doesn't do everything my Disney experience does. The number one thing you're going to notice right away, you cannot link your resort reservation to the app. That's not what it's for. Um, keeping in mind that the majority of people who visit Disneyland are locals. I know I say it all the time, but it, you know, sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around that when you're not used to visiting out here. So the app doesn't need to have resort reservations on it and such because the majority of people using it aren't staying for the night. 
Mm -hmm. um, so those of us that are used to getting our confirmations, quick going into my Disney experience, linking that, making sure the tickets, that's not what's going to happen on this app. You don't have to worry about that. This app is really for you in the park as a resource. Um, so it has wait times on it, which is really nice. So you don't have to run back to Main Street to see the board with the wait times. Um, you have the ability to make your dining reservations on there, which is cool. And even that's not very easy to find. Like I just downloaded the yeah. app this morning and I've been playing with it and I had to like look for where to make the dining yeah. reservations. Mm -hmm. I finally found it in the my plans section, but <laughs> you know. Um, and then, you gotta want it. yeah, you, you gotta work for it. Um, but, and then also I know that they have this at Disney world, but out here, I actually haven't used it. I probably should, but I, I just can't be bothered. Um, they have, it's really big, the mobile ordering, mm -hmm. the majority, almost, almost every single counter service restaurant at Disneyland, California adventure, downtown Disney and the resorts have the ability to do um to do mobile ordering so you can pull up the app you go ahead plug it in and it you can buy you know order your food ahead of time and go pick it up so can we mobile order earl of sandwich like let's get down to brass tacks here like let's get to the important stuff <laughs> really should is what we should do yeah can we guys i have my app can we do it today for tomorrow night yeah like exactly can we have it that's what you're doing when you land at the airport right well no because first we're going to in and out burger right yeah yes yes okay yeah but we'll need dinner tomorrow night so we can just eat eat our old sandwich they also i'm looking at my app right now if you make a dining reservation on if you like i made my dining reservations for our trip on the website using my account and those pull up right on the front page of my app. So I can see our Oga's Cantina lunch. I can see our Disneyland or um, our tea uh, reservation. So, so it does give you your plans. If you've made a few plans, yeah. it'll, it'll show it there for you. Um, Guys, it's Earl of Sandwich isn't on here. <sighs> I'll have to wait in the line, I guess. So sad. So yeah, the app is, is more for you when you're there. It's, uh, um, you know, it, it's, it's something for you to use in the park. So if you had take yeah. photo pass photos, it'll pop up there. Um, you can purchase tickets from the app. It's also for those of you going to see galaxy's edge. This is, um, this is where you're going to find out whether or not you can freely walk into the land or if you need to get a boarding pass. So right now, currently, the land is open. You can walk into the land. But if it was not, it would tell you that you need to join a boarding group, which you can do from the app. And then it will tell you which boarding group at any given time is allowed to enter Galaxy's Edge. So that's the most important thing, I think, yeah. currently on the app. And I think that's kind of similar to my Disney experience, the app. I always tell clients, you know, for your advanced planning, I really highly recommend using the website. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't use the app until you get down there. It's just, it's, that's really not its function. Its function is for when you're in the parks. Yeah. Uh, so sounds kind of similar. Um, but this is, again, this is one of the fascinating things to me. I know, even in my head, even though I understand that Disneyland and Walt Disney World are really two completely separate entities within the Walt Disney Corporation, and I understand that they have different systems, like, how, 
how can we not get on the same page when it comes, like, how do we need two completely separate apps? I still can't quite accept it. Three apps, head. if you count the Disney Cruise Line app. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that's different because there's not lines, but they still have um, queues and like a fast pass for mm-hmm. meet greets and stuff like that. Yep. So, it's, yeah, yep. I know. It's Ugh. crazy. Crazy making. All right. Last but not least, and we've already touched on it a little bit, but let's get to the good stuff. Dining. Food. Okay. Food. Feed me. <laughs> we always um, record these right before lunch, and I <laughs> typically, like, attack whatever food is closest to me when we're done with these podcasts. I haven't even eaten breakfast yet, and I'm like, can we just – let's go. I need food. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the one really important difference um, – in Walt Disney World and Disneyland is that Disneyland no longer has any type of dining plan. Um, The only thing you can do is add a character breakfast to a package, but that's only for certain character breakfasts. Um, So that's a big difference in how you're going to pay for your trip and some of the planning stuff that goes into it. Heather's shaking her head. Heather's shaking her head. You cannot what? add character meals. Yeah, you, I was about to say you can't do that anymore. I didn't. Oh, think. not anymore. No, not, no. not starting in 2019. There was no. no. Yeah, that's not an option anymore. Well, I mean, that shows how often I did it because, um, I mean, people. I I think I had one over the course of my almost 10 years doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a person who did it. So that's probably why they don't have it anymore. Right. Um. So that's yeah. That's yeah. a. That's no dining. Time. No dining plan at all. Period. Yeah, full stop. They used to have a dining plan that was much different than um, oh, so Walt different. Disney World, it wasn't even they... really a plan. It was basically vouchers. Like yeah, here's ten dollars, and if you, you only spent nine fifty, you didn't get yeah. your fifty cents back. Like yeah. it was yeah. So no dining plan, but again, because everybody's a local, so how much of the dining plan would they really sell? Yeah. Is what it boils down to. Um, exactly. But also and... no booking one hundred and eighty days in advance. Yeah. Yeah. You can not even an option. 60 days out here, which roughly translates to two months, which again, us Disney World people think is crazy, but to be quite honest, so much nicer. It's it's so much more freeing. I I don't make dining reservations at all. You most of the re- not all of them. Not all of them. Please don't go there and expect this to happen to you. But if you are flexible and there's two of you in a party, you can generally just walk up to most restaurants yeah. and go right in. Um I, if I'm going and I know there's a place I want to eat, maybe I'll make a reservation two days before. Yeah. There yeah. are some places that I've still never been able to get into. What's, oh, Heather, what is it? It's your favorite in uh, in Disneyland. What's your favorite place in Disneyland across from Jolly Holiday Bakery that we kept trying to get into and couldn't? Oh, the, the plaza? plaza? Yes, the plaza. Yep. I've still never eaten there <laughs> because it's always mobbed every time Shut I'm there. Shut up. I'm, I'm putting st- it on the list. Still never That's eaten there. That's my favorite place. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're going to mobile order it in this way. We're, we get in. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> very sad. Um, yeah. So, oh, but the other important thing to know about the dining reservations with Disney World, if you're staying at a Disney resort, you can make the dining reservations for the entirety of your stay, unless you're staying two weeks. It's on the first day. All of up to 10 days of your trip you can make right. your dining reservations for. That is not the case at Disneyland. Here you have to go day by day. So 60 days out from day one, 60 days out from day two. Um, and further, 
because I'm dealing with this right now, Disneyland is very, very slow in putting up their park hours. For example, they do not have their park hours out yet for October. It is the end of August, so it is less than a month and a half away. <laughs> so because their park hours are not out yet, Disneyland does not allow you to book dining reservations for any restaurants in the parks. So that's crazy. So even though we're within the 60-day window, still can't book it. No. What if I want it at noon? I mean, the park is going to be open at noon. No. no. That's crazy. That's crazy. No park hours, no dining. It's infuriating right. is what it is because I keep trying to make dining reservations for my client and I can not. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, but patience. Yeah. One thing that I like that I do like about that though is it's so much more um, easygoing. Like, you know, uh, let's try let's try to eat here, and you know, everybody's kind of in the same boat, so to speak. That you know, you're just kind of just seeing what's available. Um, and I I, I like it that it. I can that I don't have to pre-plan every minute of my day at and Disneyland. There's also not as many restaurants at yeah. Disneyland as there are at Disney World. It's just a much smaller space. So there yeah. aren't that many restaurants. There's more counter service spaces to eat than there are sit down. So, you know, you don't really have to. Right. Exactly. Um, can we just, this is a complete non sequitur, but can we just talk about the fact that Sharla has done this entire podcast with her back scratcher in her hand? <laughs> Check it out. Okay, after after her, our her Paris, telescoping back scratcher. Like after our Paris trip and my back scratcher got lost, I got this one. Look yeah, at that, for travel. Yeah, Charlotte travels with a back scratcher, which is the most genius thing I think I've ever heard of. <laughs> Thank um, you. But I like you, the whole. Does your back need to be scratching that often? <laughs> you have to no. travel. <laughs> no, but do you guys want to sit there and scratch my back when it itches? I would because, because I. Love I mean, if, I, if we're on a one five, time, you'll probably ask me for like the entire trip. I guess. Five day, if I'm on a five day trip, there's probably three times I'm going to use it, and that's worth it to me. Does it, just, do you bring it into the I'm park? I'm still do trying to figure out though, the security. Why, none of this, however, answers the question as to why it's been in your hand for literally the entire podcast. <laughs> it's on my desk, and I'm either playing with. I've got to play with something or it's been cracking me up. Cause it looks like a pasta spoon kind of, it's got, it looks like a little, yeah, it's got it like, like fingers like a pasta spoon. So like when she first sat down, I was like, was she cooking? Like, did I get her right in the middle of making lunch or something? Like, what? And then I remembered, Oh, it's the back scratcher. I mean, you've got your pen in your hand. I do. I always have my pen writing. in my hand. Yep. I You're always not, have my pen. So it's just but like I have my pen in my hand because I'm making notes. <laughs> All right, look, everybody, I, I have a problem and I need to back, scratch my back and I need to play with something when I'm not doing it. So. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on blast. It just was making me laugh. <laughs> if I had, maybe if I, maybe I should keep a fidget spinner on my desk and then I could just do that instead of. I still think it's, uh, look, I, no, I am not hating on the back scratcher. I think the back scratcher is genius. I do. Well, this came in a five pack, but you guys don't get one. I'm <laughs> Oh, how will I go on? It's not like Amazon could have it here in two hours or anything. It's, and yet, I don't have one. I've admired the back scratcher since I don't know when, years now. And I will I now have, we know what your Christmas present is going to be. Right. Everybody's getting back, back scratchers and everybody's stockings. That I put this in, I put these in the Amazon cart and it did come in a five pack. And I get them, a, a, you know, a couple of days later. And I, I was like, where are they? They're not in my Amazon cart anymore. So my husband went on and he, ordered it and he gift wrapped it <laughs> so he was a nice little present okay but wait here's my next question 
why is that not on our must-have list? We have a whole post on Amazon about must-have items for your vacation. There's no back scratcher on that list. Because, look, you guys are making fun of me for bringing it every time. No, (laughs) I think it's genius. I'm making fun of you for waving it around the whole podcast. I think it's genius that you bring it on trips. Look, the two things, you know, the two things that I think are very important to travel with are a back scratcher and a Sharpie. I always have a Sharpie in my purse because you never know when you're going to need a Sharpie. So that's two things right there. I'll change my post and add it. There you go. Sharpies and back scratchers going on. (laughs) And for those of you who are doing your shopping, that's our must have (laughs) items. Sorry. (laughs) Plug, plug, plug. Anyway. All right. So I think that's it. Did we miss anything? The major differences between Disneyland and Walt Disney World? Now that everybody has tuned out because we're talking about back scratchers. scratchers. They're laughing. Who are you kidding? (laughs) Disneyland's way smaller. That's Extra all. bonus points to anybody who shows up to our meet, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. If you're going to be at Disneyland this week, say you're going to the D23 Expo, for example, we are hosting a meet and greet on Friday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, that's Friday, August 23rd. So if you're listening to this podcast in the future, specifically 2019, <laughs> 8 o'clock Pacific time in the Hearthstone Lounge at the Grand Californian. Bonus points to anybody who shows up with a back scratcher. <laughs> Sweet. (laughs) Now we're going to have like 95 back scratchers. (laughs) We would love love to see you. We would love to get a chance to meet you. So please stop by and say hi. Um, You know, if you can stop by for a quick second, if you could stop by and share a drink with us, we would love to see you. So um, Hearthstone Lounge at Disney's Grand Californian, Friday night, 8 p.m., August 23rd, 2019. So. Yay. All right. Please come and say hi. We would love to chat with you. Yeah. All right. So next week, we're going to be talking about our trip, filling you in on everything that we did and saw and what we loved, what we didn't like, how was the hotel, all of that good stuff. Because I haven't stayed in the hotel actually since they renovated the room. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those. Uh, Which brings me to our Patreon Extra. Our Patreon Extra this week is going to be what are we each looking forward to the most about our upcoming trip? So we're each picking one or two things that we are really, really looking forward to trying that we haven't gotten to do yet or that we're looking forward to trying again um, for our trip this week. It, that is just for our Patreon subscribers. Those are the people who are supporting us financially at the 2 5 or $10 a month level. They get bonus content and some extras, um, giveaways, things like that. Um, so if you would like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook and on Pinterest. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest are all Diz Park Princess. uh, Excuse me. Facebook and Instagram are Diz Park Princess. Pinterest is Disney Park Princess. So follow along on our adventures. We're going to be posting Instagram stories uh, and photos and stuff from our trip. So if you want to know what we're doing while we're gone, make sure that you are following us on social media. All right. That's it. See you guys tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.